You're listening to the highest quality podcast. <laughs> I was trying to do it again. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. And if you're new here, welcome to the Ticket Ripper podcast. My name, as always, has been Hamin, your humble host, the greatest host of all time, coming at you alive and well uh, from somewhere in the Texas area. Whoa, the margins are getting smaller. We can locate him using GPS navigation. Um, we be ripping. We oh, my God, dude, we be ripping. We be dripping. Let's try that again. Welcome back. Welcome back. And if you're new here, welcome to the Ticket Ripper podcast. My name, as always, has been Hamin, your humble host, the greatest of, uh, of all time. Oh, my God. I <laughs> a breath that time. Whoa. Welcome back. Welcome back. And if you're new here, welcome to the Ticket Ripper podcast. My name, as always, has been Hamin, your humble host, the greatest host of all time, coming at you alive and well. Um, for, oh, my God. We be ripping. We be dripping, yo. <laughs> Welcome back, welcome back, and if you're new here, welcome to the Tigger Ripper Podcast. My name is always has been Hamin, uh, your humble host, the greatest host of all time, coming at you alive and well from somewhere in the America. Tigger Ripper Podcast. We be ripping, we be dripping. I decided to give up on it because I can't. I've done it so many times that it's just going to flow like that. Also, doesn't it flow like that? It kind of flows a little bit, isn't it? Um, I like it a little bit. I like, I like the way that it flows, you know? Um, let me know if you enjoy the way that that flows as well. Um, this is, this is the highest quality podcast on the face of the earth. So logically all of that, everything you just heard, you just probably thought that I was like, is this the outtake episode of the Ticker Ripper podcast? No, 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 honey. Everything that I've done has been calculated for the past 50,000 years. Where I'm at right now in my life, poor as hell, depressed, sitting in inside of my uh, apartment, uh, recording a podcast about movies. You really think that this is something that I would predestine for myself? No, no. All of this is according to plan, darling. No. I don't know what that was. I completely just stepped out of my skin right there. I'm not going to lie to you. I completely just stepped out of my skin right there, dude. I think I got possessed by, like, somebody who had, like, way more charisma than me. Um, man, dude. That's crazy. I mean, I guess life is what life is until it isn't, you know? I don't know what that means. Dude, what what are we talking about? Two minutes, three minutes right now. Three minutes. I just passed three minutes on this podcast, and I, I, I can't tell you what I talked about already. I can't tell you what I talked about already. So we're just going to continue with what we were talking about last podcast, which I'm going to say it was last week because I'm, guess what? I'm going to schedule this to re release next week. So I don't have to do that. I just recorded that last one right now. Oh, you got duped. You got absolutely duped. You got bamboozled, my G. You thought I record one of these every single week? I don't even record one every three months, dude. I recorded that other one five minutes ago. 
Matter of fact, the window is still open that I uploaded it from. I'm everything I do is is a performance. It's predestined. Don't you get that? I I know more than you. This is the greatest podcast on the face of the earth. How you like them apples? Because that's my new thing. How you like them apples? Okay? What, what, we're going to talk about what we were talking about last time, which Benji watches movies, dude. And if you don't think I watch movies, I do. Okay? I watch so many movies. I watch more movies than you. I watch more movies than you. Yes, I do. Uh-huh. 100%. You think... How many movies you watch? What? Two? Three? A week? Oh, a month? Yeah. I do that in my sleep, dog. I watch movies when I'm not watching movies. The other day, I came home from watching two movies in the movie theater. And yeah, I got the large popcorn so that I could refill it in between the movies and then get another large popcorn for my second movie. And then by the end of the day, I pooped and all that came out was popcorn because I don't eat right. But after I pooped out popcorn in my toilet, do you know what I did? Did I, I, I'm going to ask you right now. No, no, no. Look at me. Look at me. Do you know what I did? That's right. I watched two Mission Impossible movies in a row. I didn't even get up. I watched two Mission Impossible movies. So if you don't think I watch movies, let me tell you right now. I... Doom. Okay? So last time I talked about how I... Jeez, man. That was... Uh, dude, I, I'm i sure some of you got scared because I'm like intimidating. I'm like intimidating and stuff, no? So last time I talked about the movies that I had been watching um, or that I have watched recently. Um, I got through uh, all of... In 40 minutes, I got through all of Indiana Jones and Barbie. And now I'm going to talk to you about the next ones that I watched. Um, so I watched Talk to Me, which is a movie that I have been very excited to watch. And if you haven't seen it and you like higher movies, and I'm saying higher because I don't want to say horror on my podcast because my mom listens to this, which is the title of the last episode, because it should have been. Everything is as it should be because I say so. I watched... Uh, so if you if you like if you want to watch uh, higher movies TikTok or TikTok TikTok to me um, <laughs> TikTok to me is a great movie um, it's it's awesome loved it um, no talk to me is is fantastic I thought it was um, really good. Uh, I, I expected it to be a little crazier than it actually ended up being. Uh, it was a little tamer than I think the commercials like led me to believe that it would be but also that is in no way shape or form saying that it was a tame movie it rocked dude uh it gave me everything that i wanted it gave me some stuff that i didn't even expect um it genuinely like sent some like chills down my spine for sure um and like it definitely got me to a point where like i was like it's it's we're making a turn in horror movies now um where people are over kind of like 
I mean, there's always going to be the, those movies that kind of just like scare you with jump scares and all that kind of stuff. And people aren't over it. They make money, dude. The Nun 2 is about to come out. Highest grossing movie of the year. Hands down. It's going to be, it's about to just murder the box office. Barbie who? Let me just say that. Um, the Nun 2 is about to kill. Um, it's about to murder, dude. Um, speaking of which, HBO, just put, put the, Warner Brothers, just put the flash on HBO already. Stop, okay? I'm not gonna pay because he abducted a child. Stop. Put the movie on the streaming platform. I know it's still you. St he still gets my residues. They still get my residues. Sorry, that's disrespectful, and they don't deserve that. They. I know that they still get my residues, even if I'm a subscriber. I don't care. I'm not paying $20 when they abducted a child, Warner Brothers. They have problems that became other people's problems, and I'm not going to be a part of that as much because the residues, you know? Anyway, Talk To Me was great. Um, I honestly don't even want to say anything about it because... You, it's that good that like you know that it's a it's a good movie when you don't want to tell people about it like you don't want to tell them too much about it because they have to experience it for themselves um like the characters are great um i think the premise of the movie is really interesting uh and it, it kind of takes this like fresh take on a lot of like because we we i'm kind of burnt out on like ghosts for the most part i'm kind of burnt out on like possessions for the for the most part um the demon stuff is still pretty cool the nun too i mean i guess i'll be in line on premiere night for that um but uh, which i i have i have something else to say after uh, after this one but it's it's in, during another movie but yeah um the nun too is uh, like i guess i'll be in line at the premiere but um yeah like i'm not burnt out on the demon stuff like the 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 those like the nun movies or like the conjuring movies those are still pretty great the possession ones like when they bring in the possession stuff like i'm still kind of like ah like we've kind of seen it all you know there's no really real way to push the envelope like you just possess a child like um i just watched this movie called um pray for the devil um and they use children uh as like the people who get possessed and it's like they do that on purpose because they can't really develop anything that's going to like actually scare you. So they just have to get, do something that's going to like gut wrench you, I guess like to see a child possessed is pretty difficult to watch. Um, which actually like is one of the things that talk to me does really well. Um, but like ex extremely well, like expert filmmaking. I loved this movie. Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, it's an A24 movie, but it's made by a couple of Australians who ran a YouTube channel called Raka Raka for a really long time. Um, so that's where they got like a lot of their experience with making like movies is they just started on YouTube with their friends destroying their apartment. And then they got some like real sponsorships behind them. Uh, and they were able to make their videos like take them to the next level. Um, and now I guess like they were able to, I think the, the sponsorship who, or the sponsor who like helped them, uh, actually was one of the uh, sponsors for this movies or was one of the, the people who helped them make this movie. Um, very different from anything that they have ever done, um, on their YouTube, but at the same time, super welcome. Um, I don't know if it was Danny or what, uh, the other one, but, um, uh filippo um one of the filippo brothers uh is like the he was the one who like wrote it um 
I love where he went with it. I think it was awesome. It had like some psychological, like messing with you elements, which I loved. Um, really good. Really good. If you're thinking about watching it or if you heard about it, but you're not really sure if it's worth it, it's worth it. Um, if you liked Midsummer, if you liked Hereditary, I think it, it, it's definitely a cup of like probably your cup of tea. Um, it's not in the same genre as those, I would say. Um, those are a little bit more like they're really heavy on the psychological side. Um, Talk to me does have a little bit more juice behind it. It's got a little bit more gas in it, um, but not at all unwelcome. Like it is, it is a really well done movie. Um, I loved every minute of it. I don't have any, I can literally like, I can try to think of like some complaints. I don't have any complaints start to finish. I was just, uh, I, it's not really like, Oh, I was like on the edge of my seat or anything. No, I was just in there, dude. I was in that movie, yo. Um, find me in the credits. Uh, <laughs> um, next one I watched, and this one I had to travel for. Um, next one I watched was none other than Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, the movie about the guy who made the bomb. Oppenheimer. See, this summer, the guy who made the bomb that killed all those Japanese people, Oppenheimer. This summer, the guy that made uh, the bomb that, you know, completely changed the way that we see the the war and how, like, international uh, relationships work and everything and other political words that I don't really know off the top of my head. Um, Oppenheimer, he did it so that he could get uh, boned. <laughs> that's not at all like what it is but um yeah i had to go watch oppenheimer uh and i say that like as in i had to because i it was so it was too big actually and i'm gonna hate myself for revealing this information i'm gonna go watch oppenheimer again because and i'll explain why here in a second so the reason i ended up or i, I say that i had to go watch it the first time is because I had gotten information on a day when I was like, oh, man, I, I might go watch like a movie or something like that. Um, like sometime this week, somebody told me you have to go watch Oppenheimer at the 70 millimeter. And I was just like, where where's there a 70 millimeter? Because in my city, there is no 70 millimeter. Um, and they told me that AMC has one in San Antonio. And guess what, homie? AMC A-list doesn't care. You pay $20 a month. You can go see anything, dude. I went to go see the 70 millimeter Oppenheimer showing in IMAX in San Antonio for $0. You know what my ticket fee is? The popcorn. I pay for popcorn and that's it, dude. And so, <laughs> and people are going to hate me for what I'm about to say. San Antonio has a 70 millimeter projector screen, uh, which means that they use like the, it's like the biggest like frame that I think you can make with IMAX right now. Um, I might be wrong about that. There might be bigger, which is absolutely unnecessary. But essentially, I, I think that it, it like is either... 
um, a digital showing of that 70 millimeter frame or you, they are actually they have like a roll of film back there that they are loading in and you get to watch it in like 70 millimeter film. Uh, I think actually it was because like you can tell when you're watching it that there's like the flicker of the film, which is awesome. It's kind of like old school to f the vibe. Um, but yeah, so which is why I had to go down there is because that that is the, like that is like one of the big like deals about it. Um, Quentin Tarantino uh, filmed the Hateful Eight in 70 millimeter, and that was a big deal as well. Um, what the IMAX at San Antonio plays when there aren't 70 millimeter films, I don't know. Like, are you just going to play normal, like, 35-millimeter IMAX movies? <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, like, Christopher Nolan experimented a lot. And let me tell you right now, it was worth it um, to see. Like, the experience of seeing that 70-millimeter frame pop up for the first time, it fills an entire square. And it, I'm telling you, it is, like, your entire field of vision is the movie it's pretty wild and it was awesome to see however now let me tell you the things that people are going to get pissed off about san antonio your imax 70 millimeter big boy oh like come see our 70 millimeter theater is a piece of garbage dude the the movie looked great the projection looked great dude why am i sitting in like Wichita, Kansas, Wingnut Stadium seats, dude. Why am I sitting in the trashiest seats? And I had better seats than this, my guy, at my high school. What's what 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 kind of money are you not making that we can just not get? Where's the recliners, AMC? I, which I mean, I get it. They had to fit like so many people, but you have three inches in front of you and keep in mind, if you get good seats, there's going to be people coming by and we got not good seats, but we got seats where people still had to come by. Like, why do I have three inches in front of me? Why am I sitting in like Orpheum theater seats? Why am I sitting in the garbage seats from the basketball games at my high school? I honestly, honestly, it was less offensive. It was more offensive to me than just giving me bleachers. I would have rather sat on a bleacher because at least with a bleacher, I can probably lean back. It was like being on a plane and that movie is three hours, my G. So I'm sitting in the most uncomfortable chair known to man. I can't like, you know, like extend my legs out because then I'll hit the person in front of me and then I'll get my brand new Adidas uh, all over this guy's chair. And then my Adidas have chair marks on them. And let me tell you now, if you think I'm going to be walking around with Adidas chair marks on my Adidas, you got another thing coming, dude. You got another thing coming. Let me tell you that. How you like them apples? Because that's my new thing. I'm going to say how you like them apples a lot. Um, Yeah, dude. The walls were falling off of this theater. That's not even a joke. There was literally a panel missing on the wall. 
you want me to pay my that's the only that was the only like uh caveat or that not caveat that was the only good thing like um what was the word i'm trying to look for that was the only um wow that's gonna escape me forever that was the only uh consolation was that i did not pay for the ticket because when i got in there i was like wow it is humid like a dog's breath in here um there's just a, a a like marble slab creamery outside and there's 350 people packed inside of a a, a small auditorium with lakers seats tickets or lakers seats i'm it's it was the most uncomfortable i've ever been while watching a movie and dude let me tell you right now that popcorn that i paid for it was delicious and i ate so much popcorn i ate so much popcorn i can't even i i can't even begin to tell you right now how much popcorn it was best popcorn i've ever had in my life i'm not doing a trump thing i think i'm just kind of doing a trump thing let me tell you right now popcorn in san antonio riverside rivers river center 11 best popcorn i've ever had in my life absolutely incredible i'm just talking kind of like he does but i'm not doing the voice um yeah weird weird situation to be in because it was like a good it was a good movie uh i didn't i wasn't in love with it it was fine i don't know why florence Pugh had to be naked so many times um <laughs> which i don't have, like it, that's not the problem it's just like why is she naked is my question like it, we're having a, she's having a conversation with this guy who's also naked uh cillian murphy saw saw his um which also by the way like i can see her boobies but like why why does he have to cover up like men only have one part that we're not allowed to see you know why do why did he have cover up she her boobies are out so we can see those but we can't see his free the nip i guess but like also like free the tip i guess <laughs> dude i don't know what i'm talking about um i've got a joke that i say about oppenheimer but i can't say it because it's gonna ruin it if you haven't seen it and i actually do care about this movie you have to go watch it um it's kind of like you have to see it uh but i have a pretty good joke and so yeah just ask me about it later i don't know don't ask me about it later uh i don't want to tell it uh i don't want to tell it stop stop i don't want to tell the joke um yeah i didn't understand why she had to be naked so often like i was just like are you comfortable are you okay are you doing okay i was worried about florence Pugh. i was like are you okay like are you did was this something that you signed up for like are you okay with this um which i mean i, I imagine they are like you can't do that you can't do that at, like in today's day and age like you can't just be like oh yeah by the way you're also gonna be naked uh like that's just not not gonna fly my cat's nose is so wet and she keeps touching me with it and now i'm soaked dude i don't know how she puts so much liquid out of this tiny little nose dude it's ridiculous dude my whole body is wet right now um my cat uh no no what why i'm not gonna talk about my cat on the podcast uh we were talking about oppenheimer um yeah it was just like it was a really great movie like uh, i the the rating of it keeps coming up it was good it was really great it's uh, by the end of the podcast it's gonna be like it's the greatest movie of all time um it was really good i love the score um that was one of the things i took away from it that i was like wow that was beautiful was the score the parts where they showed um the earth incinerating was awesome i loved those scenes uh and the score attached to those scenes was beautiful perfect um there were certain moments in the movie where like that were like expertly crafted there was others that just kind of felt like ai generated uh dramas 
uh, or they felt like, um, you know, those uh, <laughs> Mad Libs that Jimmy Fallon uh, does on his show with other people. They kind of felt like that at sometimes like the the sometimes at, at certain points, the script just kind of felt like really like monogamous or not monogamous. Why did I say monogamous? Um which is a really funny thing to say because he cheats on his wife. Um, at certain times, the script felt very um, monotone. There we go. Where it's just like... I didn't like it. Like, well, it, it, There's certain points where it just like felt like it was dragging a little bit. Uh, it did not need to... I, the joke that I told when I was in the, or when I just left the theater, I looked over to the people that I went to go watch it with. Um, I went, looked over to my buddy and I said, um, that movie was two hours long with an hour of just absolutely unnecessary, like stuff that I didn't need to see. Um, and yes, I'm referring to the court stuff cause I didn't care for it. I'm like, Hey dude, I'm here to see some bombs. Um, which is kind of insensitive, which I realize now. And when I took that away from it, um, and I'm, I'm going to go into this next one, like thinking to myself, like, don't go into it expecting bombs, go into it expecting a story about a man who made those bombs and how that man is a piece of garbage because he made those bombs just to the, what I got from it was he made those bombs just to see if he could, or just for the science of it. But he didn't really... He wasn't thinking about the morality of it at the begin during that whole process. Like, there's a scene where uh, people are uh, like, some of his scientists are like, not protesting, but they're just like getting together to talk about like, should we like strike or should we protest about this because of the fact that like we know how it's going to be used and we don't want this to be used on human life. And he says that like they're not going to know, um, they're not going to know, or they're not going to understand it until they've used it. Uh, or they're not going to understand it and they won't understand it until they've used it. Um, which is weird. Cause like right after it happened, then he starts grappling or wrestling with the morality, um, of that whole situation of like what happened to the people that it was bombed, that, that were bombed by it. Um, and basically like at the end, at some point they're just like, Oh, so it looks like you only got your morality after. So like, you were the guy who made this like you understood what what could happen you understood the damage that it could cause and you still went forward with it um so like are you like are your morals based on um like because you actually genuinely you know care about like what the human beings that this is gonna like happen to or are you do you have morals now about it because you feel the massive guilt the weight of the lives of the people that you destroyed um uh, in, in, uh, Nagasaki and, um, uh, Hiroshima. And I don't know. I, I thought that that was a very interesting take to, to do on it, but then there's like all this other story with some guy named Strauss who I'm just like, what? It, it was interesting to watch like that guy just kind of get like wrecked. But at the same time I was like, why am I watching this? You know, like, why am I watching this? Um, Yeah. They left out the parts about Native Americans getting, like, absolutely wrecked in New Mexico by the bomb that they tested. Because, um, like, I mean, there's – with nuclear weapons, like, it's not over when it's over. Like, there's insane amounts of, like, aftermath um, that I'm sure they didn't think about when they did this. Um, or they thought about, but they didn't think about how, like, it, like bad it would be. Um but yeah, there was like Native Americans in the area uh, around Los Alamos that got like uh, radiation poisoning uh, from like everything that was going down there. 
Um, and yeah, just a mess that they didn't go over, which I mean, I get it, I guess like there, it was a story about Oppenheimer and about like his life. So there's not really uh, our, I, I like the, only, I'm just saying this as like a, uh, like devil's advocate. Like I get like you, someone could argue that there wasn't really a space for that. Um, but still like it is a part of the story. It is a part of like, um, like we tend to think about the, the lives that, um, you know, we think we tend to think about, which I mean, like, it's definitely like justify or not justifiable, but like, it's definitely like a hundred percent. Um, the correct reaction is we think about the lives in, uh, of the people, uh, in Nagasaki and Hiroshima that were changed. Um, cause that stuff happened over there too. Um, but then we tend to discard, you know, the people whose lives that affected here as well in the U S um, and not even just like the scientists and all that kind of stuff, but like the Native Americans who literally were just like living around the area, uh, who had, uh, like, you know, they started to get affected by it. Um, because we were just playing with things that we didn't understand. And now because of that, we just test this stuff inside of the ocean <laughs> because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we're playing with weird toys, dude. Um, so yeah, that's Oppenheimer. Uh, I'm going to go watch it again, uh, and kind of get a little bit, uh, you know, develop a little, a little bit more thoughts. The first time I was kind of focused on the 70 millimeter and just trying to like see the experience. Great experience. Horrible theater. Um, loved it. Hated it at the same time. Um, so yeah, uh, after going to the 70 millimeter, I wanted to see what a, and actually that's the reason I'm going back to see Oppenheimer is mainly because I want to see, uh, the difference between, um, the 70 mil, 70 millimeter and the, um, the whatchamacallit um like normal imax at the at the amc so that's why i am going back this uh sunday uh to go watch the other oppenheimer or not the other Oppen oppenheimer coming to theaters this summer oppenheimer 2 no um uh, i'm gonna go see it a second time uh in this imax to kind of see like the differences between the two and this one is like a digital imax so it's not like real or anything like that um there's another theater in the area that isn't amc that uh i would have to pay for and i don't want to do that for this because i've already gone to san antonio so i kind of already did my thing uh big shout out to my buddy uh nickel chips core count um for um <laughs> driving me down to san antonio so i could see uh san antonio or uh it coming this summer san antonio um so i could see oppenheimer um so yeah uh, i'm excited to see like kind of like if the experience has like changes uh w with seeing it in like a normal imax or like a digital imax um but one of the reasons or one of the big movies that i wanted to see uh that i ended up going to see after was um blue beetle uh, i went to go see blue beetle in theaters and let me tell you right now slap i'm not gonna say it's the greatest movie of all time because it's not it's got its problems it's a superhero movie in 2023 like it's got its issues all of them do some of them are kind of corny it's fine slapper aside from all of that slapper i loved it i i had a good time it was super mexican they got away with saying a lot of cuss words because they were in spanish and i found that hilarious but other than uh, like other like than you know corniness i loved it i thought it was i thought it was great i i didn't have a bad like time watching it um yeah it, it, i genuinely like it, it didn't feel like it was super long um, I was invested in actually, sorry, let me correct myself. 
uh, I the past the, or the last 20 minutes of it, I needed to pee more than anything in the entire planet. So I could not focus on anything other than the fact that my bladder was about to erupt. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I was about to explode my guy. Um, so I really couldn't think of anything other than that for the past 20 minutes. Uh, that and the villain in the movie, uh, his character is poorly designed. It genuinely is just a character out of doom. Um, and I was just like, okay, like we've seen this, it's, it's a character out of doom. Um, I didn't like the design on the villain. Um, I honestly didn't even like the design on the uh, Blue Beetle. I thought that the design was very... Not digital. Digital wasn't the problem. The VFX were really good. The eyes were kind of weird. It was like a mix in between that Death Note demon, which I don't know. I don't watch Death Note. and uh, But the Death Note from live action and uh, like a Deadpool-ish, um, which, yeah. Um, but I liked it. I, I thought it was fun. Uh, very Mexican. So I felt very represented, even though I'm like, I, I don't come from like a very, I don't want to say very Mexican background. Cause I, I literally am full blood Mexican, but I was raised here in the States and my family, um, no disrespect to my mom and dad. I grew up in a very whitewashed, uh, <laughs> a very, I had a very whitewashed upbringing, um, so I didn't, I, I don't think I had the full-blown Mexican experience, um, but I could still understand it just because uh, I, I like, I hung out with people who were, you know, in that world. Um, and I did, I got enough to understand. And like, uh, I got the, uh, the um, El Chapulín uh, jokes. Um, so yeah, I loved it. I thought it was, it was great. I felt very represented there. It was corny. There's, there's some corny moments. I'm not going to say that there weren't. Uh, but for the most part, like I, I enjoyed it and I was able to forgive it for a lot of it's like, uh, you know, um, little issues. But other than that, like I didn't have a problem with it. I loved it. Um, definitely go watch it. Please go watch it. I don't want this to be a flop, even though it already has flopped. <laughs> hey man, movies flop in the movies because move, nobody goes to see movies anymore. Everybody wants to see it streaming, which we shouldn't do. Um, if you, if you want to support the people, like there's all these writer strikes, there's all these actor, actor strikes, um, all this stuff. If you want to support these people, like the best way you can do that is go to the movies. Um, they make a lot of their, like if the movie does well, like especially with sequels, like um, if the movie, if the first one does well, like the chances of them getting a better one or a second one um, is a lot better. Um, but they, the movie's not going to do that great if you don't go see it. Um, which I mean, like, I understand everybody, you know, can't go see, you know, multiple movies like a month or anything like that. Or like, maybe it's the money wise. Hey, listen to me, dude. AMCA list. 50, if, if a ticket costs you 15 bucks for one movie, $5 more gets you three a week, dude. AMCA list is a so baller. I'm, I'm a baller, baby. I'm a baller. I, dude. I watch movies, bro. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, we got to watch movies, man. Uh, I, I'm, I don't, don't get me wrong. Listen to me. I, I'm guilty. Papa's guilty. I didn't watch a movie for like a year and a half. Uh, I think the last movie I watched before I started, uh, going back to the movies was like Shang-Chi. Uh, and i watched that at cinemark dude um 
Shang-Chi, bro, uh, which was like e a year ago. Um, so, yeah. Um, whew. And the last movie that I watched, which I'm not going to talk too much about it because I didn't I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Let me just tell you right now. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I didn't I don't have really anything negative to say about it. Um, it's got its like moments of like kind of cringy because it's it, it's like they're trying to be a little bit more relevant. Um, but it works because the kids are genuinely like teenagers. This is the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where I the teenagers are believable that they're teenagers. They're not like 23 year olds trying to be teenagers. They are genuinely like the kids who voice them are like 14 years old and they act like they're 14 years old. And I love it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was sweet. I thought it was great. Uh, I, the animation was beautiful. Um, they're trying to go for that. Um, I, I, that's one of the things that I love about um, the Spider-Verse, um, like hitting so hard, was that um, now like they showed Hollywood that um, like unique forms of like styling uh, in the animation. It, like it can work and people are able to, you know, it's palatable. Um and, you know, some people even love it more. And I think that that's genuinely a real thing because I loved um, how Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles worked. And I got to watch it in 3D as well, uh, in real D3D, um, in real D4D3D. D um, so it looked fantastic. I don't know what they're doing in those studios, but they it looked incredible. I thought it was beautiful. Um yeah, I can't wait to see it again. I want to watch. I want to watch it with my wife next time, um, uh, when it comes out. Um, but definitely going to be one of the ones that I buy on like physical media, because uh, that's another thing that you know. If we want to support these people in the in the content that they create, uh, unfortunately, right now another big thing that they like, it, it, like they make a lot of their monies off of, and they make uh, they like it helps them to be able to make more movies. Uh, physical media, if it does well, then they're able to uh, break even on the movie and start making profit, um, and it's able to not be a complete wash. And that, because studios don't care, man. That's why studios are just making these Dumbo remakes of everything, is because studios can't. The studios don't think that anything is going to make money if it's unique, um, which is not true. But right now, like, the problem is that, like, people aren't going to theaters because COVID happened, dude. People don't go to theaters because COVID happened. Like, we stopped going to theaters. People still pack out theaters. It's not, you know, like, as bad as it was during COVID. But, like, it definitely took a huge drop after COVID because people, like, we have set up. We have been coddled and set up to believe that we can, oh, we, we can rent it later, like a, a couple of weeks later on streaming, um, which is true, but that doesn't help the box office numbers. And for some reason, idiotically, that's what we go off of to see if whether or not a movie is successful is the box office number. Um, so yeah, I get, I got crazy on this one, dude. Oof. Well, it's about that time. I'm about to finish this one. I, I don't even know what I talked about. But I got through my whole list. I got through my whole list and I liked it. I got through my whole list and I liked it. How about them apples, huh? Alright. Well, I got about 30 seconds left. I'm going to go over it. But I got about 30 seconds left before I really have to stop. So let me just tell you this. I love you.
That feels good, doesn't it? That feels good to hear. I was saying this last time on the last podcast, which I did 30 minutes ago. That feels good to hear. That feels good to feel. And I mean it. I want you to know I'm not just saying that through a microphone, hoping that, you know, you hear it because you're a listener. I want you to know I mean it. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. I might judge you for it a little bit. Like if you go to a movie theater to go watch some nogs, I might, I, I, I might judge you for it. But I love you. Either way. That's, and that's just it. That's just it. That's all I'm going to say about that. I don't care who you are, what you've done. I love you. And if you've made it this far into this podcast, which I talked about Florence Pugh being naked. I talked about Spider-Man. I talked about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a little bit. If you've made it this far into it, I love you even more. That's that's all I'm going to say about that. Hmm. That feels good. That feels really good. Anyway, you got to this is this is this is it right here, okay? This is this isn't a podcast. I want you to know that genuinely from the bottom of my heart. This isn't a podcast. This is the podcast. The Ticket Ripper podcast. This is the highest quality podcast on the face of the earth. And you can listen to it with your children. You can listen to it with your wife. This right here is the beginning of history. This is the pinnacle moment in your life listening to this podcast right now you are a better human for listening to it you will feel like a better human for listening to it either be it because the comparison of listening to this and seeing where other people are at makes you feel better about where you're at because you're off you're better off than i am or whether it be because you realize that life isn't as serious as it needs to be, is it? Life isn't, it's not a joke. Life isn't a, a, but it also isn't a drama. When we go to the movies, we see these, we put these labels on these movies, dramas, comedies, actions, high octane thrillers. All of it is life. Life is all of this. And you live your life one way, and other people live life another way. You might be going through a thriller right now. You might be going through a drama right now. But somewhere out there, you can just find comfort, find solace in the fact that somebody out there is in a high-octane thriller, and you don't have to be. Maybe you want to be, but do you? Ethan Hunt almost dies every single time. He, he diffuses bombs with one second left, and we trust him with our national security. On a regular basis, he gives terrorists exactly what they want because he believes he can stop them. Hey, Ethan, 
you stop them by not giving them what they want. Okay? I love you. This is... This has been the Ticket Ripper podcast. The highest quality podcast on the face of the earth. And you are a beautiful chosen human being who is here at this very moment listening to this closing of this podcast because you are one of the highest quality people on the face of the earth. Share this podcast with your family. Play this podcast in front of your children. Let us let us start this journey, this path into a greater world. A world where we can rip freely. A world where we can we can tear open our button shirts to reveal the t-shirt underneath. What t-shirt is that you you you, you say? It's a t-shirt that reads very simply, we be ripping, we be dripping, march down the streets, we be ripping, we be dripping. Go into the Walmarts, we be ripping, we be dripping. And let me tell you right now, we drip, we onward we drip today, tomorrow, forever i love you have a great night